The Poco Palace is powered by Stroud Media, your source for Wi-Fi systems and installations. Find us online at stroudmedia.com. Powered by Planet Networks. In my little town, I grew up believing God keeps his eye on us Wednesday morning, and time again for My Little Town, brought to you by St. Luke's University Health Network. Let me thank President Seipel and everybody down there for making this portion of the program possible. They've got a great website, and man, they are expanding that main building in Bartonsville. The website is sluhn.org. This morning, Kathleen Sant is back, the public affairs specialist with the Delaware Water Gap National Recreation Area. I always love having Kathleen on the show, and you brought somebody with. Well, good morning, Kathleen. How are you doing? Good morning. Great great to be here. Thank you for having us. And, I, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, so I also brought with me today my colleague Tiffany Weldon. She is the water safety specialist at the park. Ooh. So we're hoping to talk a little bit about water safety today. How are you doing? Good morning. Now, yeah. are, are you still a lifeguard there? Um, I am not a lifeguard this year. I'm the water safety specialist, um, uh-huh. but I'm still certified as a lifeguard. What what does it take to be certified as a lifeguard? What does that entail? Do you have to study or what goes on with that? You do have to study. Um, you can take a Red Cross class at oh. your local pool um, and you have to pass a swim and run physical fitness test. Swim and run. Mm-hmm. Where else have you been a lifeguard besides uh, um, the park? In Cape Cod National Seashore wow. uh, and the Virgin Islands National Park. <laughs> So you've worked the ocean too. I have, yes. And now, and now with the ocean, you got a shark factor in there too, right? Because it seems they come closer and closer to the shoreline. They do, but hopefully they like the seals more than us. Is that right? Yeah. And you had to jump in there and do your duty, haven't you? I mean, yeah. well, after ten years, I've had to do that. Wow. Were you a lifeguard at Smithfield or Milford or? Uh, last year, I was a lifeguard at Milford Beach. Uh, Kathleen, are there lifeguards now? What's going on with that? So this year we don't have lifeguards at our swim beaches, um, but we do have life jacket loaner stations. So there are free life jackets that come in all different sizes that are available for people to pick up and use while they're at the beach or recreating in the park. Now let's talk about the designated swimming areas for the river because people try to jump in anywhere. But where really should you swim in the Delaware River? Um, You know, anywhere in the Delaware River, it doesn't matter where you are. If you're not, you know, being guarded and we don't have guards this year, it's risky to jump in and take a swim. Why is it so risky? um, Well, because there's always an underwater, uh, an undercurrent. Mm. I'm having a hard time this morning. Well, it's folks. an undertow, right? Yeah, it's not an undertow, but a current, right? Similar All to right. an undertow that constantly runs. It's strong, it's swift, and it runs under the surface where people can't always see it. Look out at the river and it looks calm and placid, yeah, yeah. but underneath there is a very strong current. There's also uneven bottoms, there's rocks, there's um, underwater hazards like submerged trees, all kinds of things that you can slip on or get lodged in. And so, again, we always recommend that even if you're swimming in the Delaware River that you wear a life jacket. It's kind of counterintuitive to people to put a life jacket on to go swimming. Right. It's not something that we usually do. But even the strongest swimmers can get into trouble in the current in the river. Kathleen, you would know this. How deep can the river be in some spots over there? Um, sure. Within the park, the river goes anywhere from, you know, uh, ankle deep right. um, to 50 feet. 50 near feet, the five, po- zero. Five, zero near the point of the gap. 
Where are the designated areas? I know there's Smithfield Beach. I've been over there. Where else? Mm -hmm. So we have Smithfield Beach. We have Milford Beach. Both of those are on the Pennsylvania side. And then we have Turtle Beach on the New Jersey side. Turtle Beach. I haven't been to that one. Um, what parts of the... i got to ask you this. What parts of the park are dog-friendly, too? Because I think, you know, I have a bulldog now. So where can I take the dog when it comes to the waterfalls and the trails? And where are, where, where is he prohibited? Sure. We're a very dog-friendly park. In fact, we have a bark ranger program. So if your dog is a well-behaved good boy, um, your dog can earn a bark ranger badge. Um, that means they're out there and they're on a leash in the proper places that you're picking up after your dog and doing all the right things that... that Dog, uh, dog humans should be doing when they're out and about in the public. I didn't know that. Bark rangers. Bark rangers. How do, how do we apply for that? What are we going to do for that? Um, you need to show up at the park. You can come to one of our visitor centers and talk to one of our park rangers who are working there, and they'll get you all set up. <laughs> many, many places in the park are dog friendly. You can take your dog out to, the, you know, out on the river. And um, we have a lot of trails where dogs are welcome. Dogs are not usually allowed at our picnic areas, our developed picnic areas. They're not allowed at the beach areas, and they're not allowed on many of our waterfall trails. So again, just check our website. We've got a whole page that lets you know where you can go with your dog. All right. Let's talk about. The, let's get back to the river now. Have there been some drownings already? I think they have. They've been on the news. Is, is it bad again this summer, Kathleen? Um, well, unfortunately, we had one drowning in July, um, just a couple weeks ago. Um, a 19-year-old young man from New Jersey lost his life in the Delaware River while he was swimming, which is typical. Um, a lot of our drownings, in fact, the majority of our drownings actually happen when people are swimming. Mm -hmm. um, so they might have been on a boating trip. They might have been on a paddling trip, but they stop hop out and go for a swim and don't put on a life jacket. And so that's when we see most of our most of our visitors getting into trouble out there on the water. Isn't it younger people looking to impress their friends? That's well, the feeling I get about this stuff. Yeah, we don't know what's in their minds yeah. um, when they're when they're when they're jumping in, but we do know the average age of drowning victims in the park is 27. We see a lot of folks between that 18 and 30 year old range. Um, so again, young, maybe invincible. Um, we have 90 95 percent of our drowning victims are males. And so, you know, we're talking about males in that 18 to 30-year-old, yeah. high-risk age for lots of different activities. You and said 95% of males. 95% of yeah, males. Hubris. That's what it is. You know, trying to impress their buddy. Hey, go on, let's swim across. I've got to impress the girls. Maybe you would you know. know. <laughs> well, I did have an adventure many years ago when I was a dumb kid, went out to Laurel Lake. Instead of going to Smith Point Beach, I was with Joanne Wall says, trying to impress Joanne Wall says, come on, let's swim across. Okay. So I start swimming, and I know I'm in trouble. Now, thank God there was a barge there to help me out. I made it to the barge, and then the guy comes out and says, you got to get off the barge, But I and I made it back to shore. But that's the only time that I really felt, this is it. This is going to be curtains. And it's a horrible, terrible feeling. It's Yeah, it's a very it's frightening feeling. And we have a lot of people who do want to do just that, swim yep. to the other side. And we don't understand why it is that they want to swim to the other side, but they want to swim to the other side, and usually they can get there. But then you also have to get back, yeah. and the current is still moving, and you're tired at that point. And so that's also where we see a lot of people struggle and get into trouble is uh, trying to swim back from the other side. What has the park done? What does the park continue to do to stop all these drownings? 
Mm-hmm. So we consistently, you know, do messaging. We have signs out there at all of our high-risk areas, at, at areas along the river, areas where people have drowned in the past. We have information on our website. We have junior ranger water safety programs. We have a volunteer river safety ambassador group that gets out on the river and meets people at the launches to give them water safety information. We have a team of two uh, water safety specialists that are out there this year working with those water safety ambassador volunteers getting out on the river, getting out to the high uh, high incident areas in the park and talking to people, giving them safety information um, as often as possible. You're doing a lot. We're trying to do everything that we can. Tiffany, are you a member of these groups that get out and talk to these people? I am one of those uh, water safety specialists that Kathleen was talking about. And I want to shout out to my partner, Ranger Chance. He's uh-huh. the other one. Um, we're out on the w- river every weekend. Um telling the public about how dangerous and hazardous the water can be, um, even if you're on a boat. So um, just being careful, knowing where you are. Um, get If you're getting out to swim and you're in a kayak, keeping your life jacket on is also a very good idea in the Delaware River. Where were you originally from? Are you originally from this area? Boston. You're Boston. Yeah. That, that's why you worked up at the... Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> you got a fun job, but man, it has a big responsibility. It is. It is. Yeah. Is this the first year there were no lifeguards, uh, Kathleen? This is the first year in in quite some years that we haven't had any lifeguards. Um, As you might have heard, as folks might have heard, there's a national lifeguard shortage. We've struggled to find lifeguards for the last couple years and haven't really had enough to adequately staff our beach areas. And so this year we did a really big push. We started early. We promoted our lifeguard positions and we just did not have enough applicants apply for those jobs to be able to fill out all the positions that we needed. Do you have any job openings right now at the at the area that you might want to talk about? We do have one job opening right now. There's information about it on our Facebook page. It's a historic architect position, um, and that job is open until tomorrow, I believe, oh. until August 10th. And what sort of uh, qualifications do you need for that? Um, again, architecture experience <laughs> is good um, if you want to be a historic architect. And historic architect. Well, you got a lot of you got have a lot of you have a lot of historic buildings over there, right? right? So and that right. position would be focused on those historic buildings gotcha. and getting plans together for right. some restoration. Interest work. in history, a plus. And interest in history. <laughs> All right. We'll take a quick break here with Kathleen Sant and Tiffany Weldon on My Little Town Poco One Hundred and Three. Poco One Hundred and Three. My Little Town brought to you by St. Luke's University Health Network here with Kathleen Sant and. Water safety specialist Tiffany Weldon. Tiffany, talk to me about this trial by water program you guys got. What's that all about? Um, on Monday, August 21st, uh, my partner and I are going to teach beginner paddlers um, how to safely navigate water. So uh-huh. we're going to talk about hydrology. We're going to fit people for life jackets. They can bring their own or we'll provide some. Um, and you can come between 11 and 2 that day. Well, thank you for using hydrology. That's the first time <laughs> this, that word has been used at this radio station. you got some other cool things going on. Fishing Fridays, what's that all about, Kathleen? Yeah, so if you want to learn how to fish, doesn't matter how old you are, um, come on out to Hidden Lake on Fridays. The next two Fridays um, are the last two of our Fishing Friday programs. Well, hold, so, on, hold on, where is where's Hidden Lake? Because it's hidden. Sure, Hidden so, Lake you, is you it's hidden, divulge right? the secret So Hidden now. Lake is near our headquarters office in Bush. 
Bushkill. It's on Hidden Lake Drive in in Lehman Township. It's on the PA side. It's on the Pennsylvania side. Hidden Lake. Um, And so there we'll have some of our staff out there. We'll have all kinds of fishing equipment, um, including accessible fishing equipment for people with different abilities. And so come on out. We'll teach you how to bait a hook. We'll teach you what fish are out there in the water, teach you how to cast, and teach you, hopefully, how to catch a fish. (laughs) What kind of fish are biting out there at Hidden Lake? What can you catch? Do you know? I haven't been out there to do fishing myself. <laughs> All right. Um, when and when is this, uh, Kathy? Um, so this program is offered on Fridays. So August 11th is Friday. There'll be one. And then again on August 8th, or, or sorry, August 18th, they're offered from 3 to 6 p.m. Do you have to sign up for that or do you, you just do show up? You do not have to sign up. You can just show up. Hidden Lake, is that accessible by car all the way down? Is there some hiking involved? Yep, nope, nope, not a lot of hiking involved. You still have a summer scenic camp, a science camp. Yeah, summer science camp is a great program we've been doing this year, a number of different sessions. We still have three more to go, um, August 8th. August 11th, August 18th, and August 25th. That summer science camp program is for kids. Um, One of the things that we're trying to do is help parents stop that summer brain drain, right? When the kids aren't in school and they're not studying and they're not um, keeping up on educational things. So this is a really fun opportunity to get out and keep refreshed on some of those important things that they're going to need when they go back to school. This program is held at different locations throughout the park each week. And so check our website or check our Facebook page for all the different areas where the program will be held. That is very cool. I got to ask you about the Dingman After Dark Lantern Walks. And what's that all about? Yeah, so Dingman's After Dark is a great program. Um, Normally people come out during the day and visit the waterfalls, but Dingman's After Dark offers people an opportunity to come out in the evening and hike with a, a ranger by lantern. Um, out to see Silver Thread Falls and Dingman's Falls. So it's a fantastic opportunity. Now, as the season moves on, the time for that program changes because sundown changes, right? Um, So right now, those programs are happening at 8 p.m. There's one Friday night, August 11th, and another one on August 18th. Um, Once we get later in the month, we'll start switching those programs to 7.30. And then in September, on the 15th and the 22nd, those programs will be offered at 7 p.m., Reservations are required for this program because we can only accommodate a limited number of people. They're very popular, so I encourage everybody to get on the phone. Give us a call at 570-426-2452 and make your reservation for the next next uh, Dingman's Walk. And this is on the website, too? This is all on our website as well. i got to ask you this. Are there are there still as many fireflies these days as they used to be, or is or are they going away or something? Am, am I just making this up? I think I read something online about this. Yeah, what do no, you know about? You're it? not making it up. There are definitely fewer fireflies Why is than that? there are. Uh, I guess most people believe that's because of our increased use of pesticides, herbicides, things like that um, that aren't really good for our natural environment, including the fireflies that wow. we look. You know, as growing up as a kid, yeah, I always look forward to watching the fireflies out in the front yard and we just don't see as many as we used to that's something all the kids have caught the fireflies too they're all in jars and bedrooms 
They were, at least <laughs> when we were kids, right? I don't You're know. Right. I hope kids today can still uh, have some of those experiences. Where are the park shuttles? What's that all about? Mm-hmm. So the park has three different shuttles. All of the shuttles are free. We have one that's called a River Runner, and that one is extremely popular. The it River is Runner. The River Runner, and that, it's, as people tell us, that has changed their life <laughs> as far as getting out on the river to go kayaking and canoeing because the River Runner shuttle will pick you up at a number of different accesses in the park take you, your boat, your gear, even your dog, and drive you upriver and then drop you off. You can then put in the river there and paddle downstream. And when you're done, your your pullout spot is where you parked. And so you're just paddling right back to your car. It eliminates the need for a second vehicle to do the shuttles back right. and forth right. and all of the extra time that that adds. It's a wonderful service. We also have a hiker shuttle that operates in the town of Delaware Water Gap and Kittatinny, between Delaware Water Gap and Kittatinny on the New Jersey side where our popular trails, the Appalachian Trail and the Mount Tammany Trails are located. That runs on holiday weekends. And then we have a Raymond Skill shuttle, um, the tallest water Waterfall in the park in the state of Pennsylvania is also one of the busiest areas of the park. And so in order to visit Raymond Skill Falls on weekends, we have a free shuttle that picks up at the Milford Knob Trailhead, takes you to Raymond Skill, and will bring you back to your car at the end of the day. Is Raymond Skill the highest one? Or is Raymond it- Skill is the tallest. It's 165 feet, tallest in Pennsylvania, as three different drops. Will the shuttle take me right to the foot of the falls or to the parking lot that to the to the It'll take you to the parking lot. You still got to get on the, you still got to go to the falls on foot. Still got to hike a little bit. Still got to hike a little, Gary. (laughs) You got a fun job. I got to ask you this. It's okay. There's one more question I want to ask you. If I'm I'm thinking about getting a boat, I was telling you off air and it would be some sort of a kayak or whatever. And I have it on a trailer, right? And a life jacket. And a life jacket. (laughs) And I go down to Smithfield beach, right? Mm -hmm. And I could launch the boat from there. And then what, where would I go down to Milford or would I go up? Is it, so what I would recommend yes. is to go to Smithfield Beach, right. park your car there, bring your, all your gear there, hop on one of the shuttles that comes on the weekends. Hop on the shuttle hop there. Hop on the shuttle. With the boat. With yep. the boat. They'll take all your stuff. Again, even the dog, and drive you upriver. And so from Smithfield Beach, a great spot to go is um, Bushkill Access. And you can get dropped off at Bushkill Access with your boat and all your stuff. And then you get to float back back down to Smithfield Beach in your kayak. Mm -hmm. And it's a wonderful experience. And you don't have to shuttle. You don't need two cars. You don't need another person to, to, to drop you off. Well, Louis's not coming because I, I, the bulldog with the river right, it freaks me yeah, out. Yeah, no, that's yeah. not a good idea. But, and, and the shuttles are free. That is great. You should consider advertising on the rib, on the radio. We can, you know, cut your program when you get off the air. And I thought that's what we were doing now. <laughs> Bring it back to your bosses, and you know, we'll get you on all day parts, as they say in the business. I got to ask you this: road closings. Everybody talks to you about it. What's going on on six eleven? What's the latest? When are we going to open up over there? Mm-hmm. So again, as everybody knows, PennDOT closed six eleven back in December due to a rockfall event. Yeah. Um, the National Park Service requires permits, and we require environmental compliance to do the work in that area. Remember, the Delaware Water Gap is one of our primary resources. It is, you know, our our um, namesake. It is the most significant geologic feature in the park. And so our duty is to protect that 
while this work is being done. And so on August 1st, we received the final compliance documentation that we had been waiting for from PennDOT so that we can continue our review. We received their permit application on July 21st. Um, We can't issue that permit until all of the other compliance is done. So now that we finally have everything in our hands, we should be able to complete that review as thoroughly and as expeditiously as we can. We understand the impact that this is having on local residents and on local commuters. We have some employees down there um, who live down in Portland area, and, you know, they they tell us about it all the time. We also have recreational facilities along that area um, that are currently closed, but it's very difficult for us to get our staff in and out of there, especially on busy weekends with traffic on 80. So we look forward to getting that review done now that we finally have everything in our hands to be able to do that. You want to get one lane open, right? I mean, it's, yeah. It's so the we first suggested, goal, yep, think. we had suggested. Uh, I think back in March that PennDOT consider, you know, opening one lane. Um, we use uh, single lane. Uh, temporary traffic lights in uh-huh. a couple spots where we would have had road closures within the park and that seems to be working very well and so that was something that we suggested it sounds like that's something that PennDOT is looking to do um, but just got to get through some of the other work first right. Tiffany what do you do in the off season when it's not summertime and nobody's swimming what do you do there I'm a teacher I'm a middle school teacher oh whereabouts mm-hmm. um, right now I'm uh uh, I was at Penn Argel as uh-huh. a high school teacher, uh, but we moved up north to Milford, so um, we're looking. Okay. <laughs> well, if, if any superintendents yeah. are listening, <laughs> yeah. Tiffany Walton, an expert also in water safety. A little. You brought a life jacket for me. And a, and, we did. And a badge. I'm, I'm going to be a junior ranger. You're going to be a junior water safety ranger for helping us get the safety message out today. We really appreciate it. To wear your life jacket. Okay, I promise to wear my life jacket. I promise to smile all the time. What else? Come on, give me the oath, Tiffany. What else do I have to uh, pledge to here? This is a nice jacket, by the way. Are are these the jackets available for for people when you say there's um, Mm -hmm. life jackets? These are really nice. Yeah, Yeah, they're nice jackets. We found that if you don't put nice jackets out there, people don't want to wear them, right? (laughs) Right. Nobody wants to wear some ratty old life jackets. It's it's not as bulky as I remember when I was a kid on the boat. Those big orange things. Right, yep, they're called horse collars, right? They would fit around your neck, and so life jackets have really improved. There's all different kinds and styles out there. A lot of our rangers even wear the inflatable types it's not bulky at all and it inflates when you get into the water or when you pull the string those are really nice because they allow for free range of movement and i get a badge and you get a badge today <laughs> how about a hat you got a hat i don't have a hat you gotta you gotta you gotta work for the hat. you guys wear the coolest hats we do have a cool hat. <laughs> yeah we do all right very, very cool. Very informative. Kathleen Sant and Tiffany Weldon from the Delaware Water Gap National Recreation Area with the scoop on water safety and then road closing on 611 in Portland, PA. They'd like you to reopen ASAP, but there's a lot of moving parts, right? Yep. Have a great day, you guys. Thank you. Thank you. This is POCO 103. Thank you to St. Luke's Monroe Campus. They're online at sluhn.org.